Welcome to Hey Siri, a podcast about psychology, relationships, and most importantly, piping hot tea. Sit down, take a sip, and remember to subscribe as resident pop culture expert Sochi and struggling PhD student Siri take you through the what, why, and how of relationship research and what that means for your non-scientifically researched relationships. All of this research is coming out all the time, but academic literature can be intimidating and difficult to connect to real life. So let us do it for you. Siri will tell us all about what research is taking the psychology world by storm. Except she already did, because this is part two. So be sure to listen to that first part first, otherwise you won't get the research. On today's episode, she's telling us about marriage after you have kids, how to navigate it, what kind of strain it's going to be put on your relationship, and is there a way to make it better? And after hearing the research on the last episode on how to keep your children and marriage alive, Zochi will tell Siri all about one of the seemingly most beloved couples on TV, Lily and Marshall. So we are following up. We only got through half of the Pop Culture Connect on the last episode, and we're coming back to it with How I Met Your Mother is Lily and Marshall. We have way too much to say about this show because we were talking about it on other episodes about like other things that didn't have anything to do with it because they have such i mean their relationship is one of the few really positive examples of marriage on tv and it especially i was thinking about this because they got married so early in the show and i was always afraid that they were going to have some sort of cheating scandal or something like that which i don't like I guess maybe because of my research, but mostly just because I think sometimes there's unnecessary drama with that. It's so easy. Yeah. Like, oh no, we haven't done anything with these two characters for two episodes. Yeah. They cheated on it. That's what Lee did all the time. They, they noticed did. that a couple hadn't done anything for a few episodes. They would just be like, well, one of them cheated on the other. Woo! Well, it's so funny to me because I feel like the problem is that a lot of like sitcoms in particular are based off of people getting into relationships and getting out of relationships. And it's like, okay... But, like, marriage is not boring, and we've talked about this before, marriage has ups and downs, and there's always something to deal with, and there's always something to talk through, and, like, I don't know, I think they're mis- they're- they're underestimating how- how much you can get out of a marriage flaw. Absolutely, and, you know, no one can- we all know that the best- TV couple ever written was Hal and Lois from Malcolm oh in the Middle. Oh my god, yes! And the, this show had the same thing. Did we do Malcolm in the Middle? No, I'm not going to. Why? Well, we do want to talk about Hal and Lois. They're just perfect. I, we what? don't have anything to no, talk but about. There's, I think there's still conflict to talk about. And actually, that's so funny because like in their conflicts, when you look at them on the show, they do sometimes use the four horsemen because we talked about how you can't always avoid doing bad things. But then they always make up, which I like because the focus of my research is what to do when you're making up after conflict. Honestly, we could just do an entire podcast episode about that episode where Hal finds out that Lois doesn't believe in heaven. And he's like, literally like, well, now I don't even want to go if you're not going to be there. What's the fucking point, Lois? That is such a good example, though, of, you know, you remember the, that... 69% of conflicts are unresolvable and you have to decide whether it's okay and that's there are some of those things that come up after you're married yeah and then you have to decide is this okay for me yeah and eventually he does kind of where he's like you know what we'll talk about it when we get there yeah (laughs) (laughs) there we go (laughs) I love him so we left off at the end of season four 
there's been a lot of different things happening with Marshall and Lily, but we were focusing on the fact that they have like rituals with each other, which is really important in relationships Shared according meaning. to Siri. Shared and then Marshall took another corporate job, which makes him a lot of money, but Lily has expressed to him that that isn't what she saw for him and his career, and she will support him whether or not he has a high-paying job, and she would actually prefer that he work in environmental law, which is his passion. Which is legitimate, because again, when you are in a long-term relationship, you're not just making decisions for yourself, you're making decisions for the both of you, and you have to think about the both of you as a unit. Yeah, and also, you know, not to jump ahead, but Marshall begins acting in some ways that Lily doesn't like because of him being around these corporate douchebags, like, all the time, all these, like, office bros. He starts behaving like an office bro, and she's like, excuse me? (laughs) No. Did you really think that, and he actually... They get into such a big fight, you know, he has to leave and stay with Barney for a while, who was the one who gave him that advice in the first place, to yeah, act like an office bro at home. advice from us. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and Some of our friends we know, and we love them, and we don't take advice from them. We find out through the course of the show that the reason that Marshall cares so much about environmental law, other than the fact that we all live on this planet together, and we want to continue doing that, is... Um, for his family and his future children and grandchildren. He wants to, them to be able to enjoy the same natural resources that we've been able to enjoy thus far. Yeah. I think that really speaks to him as a character where he's like, he thinks so much outside of himself and he sees so into the future, but he's still so family oriented yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, I asking from the beginning. Well, because his family background. He is a very close yeah. family. And actually, I meant to ask you, do you think and I suppose this is kind of a dumb question because it seems like blue. But when people have parents who represent a long-term healthy marriage, does that make it more likely that their children will be in long-term marriages? Well, right. So if you think about attachment theory and you think about family systems theory, then having those positive examples um, when you're younger we know affects the way that you behave and interact with other people later it's kind of those like innate patterns that you you pick up so I don't know if it means that you're more likely to have a long-term marriage I don't know if I would go that far necessarily but I do think it probably increases the likelihood that you will have healthy relationships because you know what healthy relationships look like Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, we're both talking a little too quiet. Um, <laughs> that, that makes sense. I was worried about the mic being so far away. Fuck. <laughs> so, in the beginning of season five, Lily and Marsha's friends, Barney and Robin, get together, and they're overjoyed to have couple friends to, go, to do double dates with. But they get too excited and scare off <laughs> Barney and Robin, who say they just don't like double dates or couple activities. Which, you don't like brunch? <laughs> You don't like board games? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. You but don't like charcuterie boards? They're coming on really strong, which I think just Lily and Marshall, that's part of, maybe part of why they're such a good couple, because they both come on really strong. They have that similarity. As someone who can't plan anything for shit or really answer a text, a text message, um, if I had friends like Marshall and Lily... I would have them plan all of my dates. I would, I would so never go on a solo date. They ever. would be my favorite friends. Yeah. I would maybe have them move in with me. Possibly. I can see that. I mean, 
I'd probably move into their house. That sounds fantastic. They have a house. <laughs> I can't believe they got set. Honestly, when you look at the sh- characters of Primary Mother, you look at Marshall and Lily, and you're like, how did they get stuck with such duds? Like, <laughs> Ted. Ted sucks. And he was so lucky. He lucked himself into that friendship. Yeah. So did Barney. God, Barney. Robin's fine. She's fine. I it's like okay. her. She's interesting. We then find out that Lily and Marshall had tried to be couple friends with many other couples, but each time had gotten overwhelmed with their double dates being perfect and scared them off. But like, That's the perfectionism. Yeah. Perfectionism never, it never okay in relationships. And you know, if they do turn on each other <laughs> at one point where they're like, well, you fucked up the cheese, dude. <laughs> I asked for three cheeses. I see two. But luckily, Barney and Robin realized that couple activities identified by the show as brunch, charades, and crafting cooking nights are actually very fun to do and agree to be Lily and Marshall's couple friends. It's good to have that, like, in writing. Yeah. You need a verbal contract. Well, I guess either in writing or the verbal contract. (laughs) It's also, like, this is Lily and Marshall and Barney and Robin. They hang out all the fucking time. They do. How is it when they're sitting in the bar together that's somehow not a double date? It's, uh, okay, first of all, I think, right, so part of the confidence thing and part of, like, this whole relationship thing is, right, like, you need to differentiate um, meaningful activities and activities that you're doing together as special. So that's part of it. Part of it, I think, is the perfectionism where they were getting a little neurotic. <laughs> I love them, though. I, I would get that them. neurotic if my, I know, if my they were, charades they were timer it broke. For a good also, how fucking embarrassing to have your charades timer break right as you're about to start playing charades. I don't know what I would do. That is literally, you have to kill yourself. <laughs> Actually, those are, cu- that's couple law. In the episode Bagpipes, Marshall accepts relationship advice from Barney after he and Lily have a fight about dishes being left in the sink. Alright, what's your opinion on dishes being left in the sink? Um, so just as a general blanket statement. It's really, really com- it's a really, really common issue in marriages that one partner has higher standards of cleanliness than the other. Yep. Very, very common. And you just have to decide how to handle it. And whatever decision you both go by, as long as you follow it, it's fine. Like, if it's well, you know, rinse your dishes and we'll be fine. Or, you know, no, you really do have to put your dishes in the dishwasher, please. Like, I don't think they have a dishwasher. Or okay, well then yeah, probably. I mean, their apartment is so crazy. But you have you have to have a set agreement, right? What is your personal opinion on dishes in the sink? I don't like it. Really? <laughs> no. Which is fine because Pace doesn't like it either. So glad we don't live together. <laughs> no, because honestly, even my partner hates dishes in the sink, and like. But this thing, I like, literally just don't care. I'm like, what else is a sink for? But that's the thing. What though. is it doing if my dishes aren't in it? Right. Is I'm like, it's not a big deal to me, and it's not a big deal to pay. So it's like, okay, there's no agreement needs to be had because they're in the sink, they're in the sink, they're not, they're not. Right. And you know, Barney's advice does go terribly, and Marshall explains that when they have this fight about dishes, all of a sudden it splits off into other smaller fights about okay, other things, loved, and then they just don't even know what they're fighting about. I loved the way that, like, literally, I want to show that to my class, because... You should! The way that they illustrated that, of, like, literally on the screen, having little tiny different images yeah, of the fighting. Yeah, a bunch of different couples came up. That is 
such a common thing that happens. It's a very damaging thing that happens. Usually it's called conflict ex escalation. Or there's another term for it that I can't remember. We use the term escalation, yeah. which is the conflict. Or, no, escalation or expansion. So I would say monkey branching. <laughs> expands yeah. beyond the original issue. Yeah. And then what are you supposed to do? You can't solve five different things at once. It's it's so hard. And, you know, some of the arguments that they're having are kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, she re like uh, Marshall really hates Lily's Danny impression from yeah, The Shining, which is hilarious because it's really good, and that's why he doesn't like it. But also one of the fights that they get into is who works harder in their relationship. And I feel like once you enter that arena, you need to decide how much your marriage actually means to you well, if you want to continue. That's part of it though, right? It's like in the moment when your emotions, when you're very like physiologically and emotionally aroused, like things seem, you don't have the perspective that yeah. you have. Like looking back, you'd be like, haha, that was hilarious. They were funny about that. In the moment you're like, uh, no, your Danny impression is the worst thing in the world, and I'm, I want a divorce, because th I can't stand for this. Like, because in the moment, you're mad. But I feel like the who works harder. The who works harder is, is hard so rough. There's you no, can't, how can you, how can you quantify you can't someone's, quantify a human's worth? Nobody's going to be happy with the outcome, yeah. so why argue about it? And I'm sure many people, and I can see where you're coming from with this opinion, but I'm sure many people watch this argument and we're like how can Lily even compare she's a kindergarten teacher and they have never worked with children Marshall obviously. is an environment is a lawyer working at a bank and I'm like you've never had an office job versus a job working like with children or customers it that's really yeah. all that tells me I mean working with kids like after five minutes you've done seven activities and you're exhausted like and also kids are awful they're stinky they're smelly they're like weirdly delicate I for the shit that they do love children but that is exhausting and it's just it's just different and it's also like okay a kindergarten teacher isn't a quote-unquote worthwhile job or like not as valuable as marshall's job as a, as a lawyer who's gonna watch your kids bitch well also can someone needs to watch your kids okay I mean, besides the fact that... All the people in that office working at, with Marshall exactly. at the bank, their kids are in the daycare that Lily's besides working Besides the at. fact that we need caring, educated people to look after children, kinder is when children start getting those foundational social skills. Like, you have to be really knowledgeable and trained to be able to handle kinder. Like, it's not just... I mean, daycare and babysitting is really important in itself, but, I mean... These are the foundational years. Also, at this point in the series, Lily is still an artist, and at this right. point, she has sold four paintings that we know of for $500 a piece. Right. So, she's even got a side hustle yeah. that's making yeah, them exactly. money. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And also, he's she's supported him through law school yeah. as a kindergarten teacher, and I feel like that's never talked about enough. What do kindergarten teachers make? Like, 30k a year? Not to be rude. Yeah, no, but, and it's important also to recognize, right, that, like, relationships involve sacrifice. And she sacrificed. Yeah, he couldn't be a lawyer right now if she hadn't dream. supported him. Yeah, like, they worked towards this goal together. Yeah, it's so... Ugh. Ugh. Misogyny of the early 2000s. <laughs> but this is, I mean, honestly, this... This is real. Like, this is real life. Like, this stuff happens. And I hate that. <laughs> so after days of fighting, Marshall is desperate for a solution, and Ted tells him it's his own fault for taking relationship advice from Barney. True. 
rare Ted W. <laughs> Eventually, Barney and Robin ask for Lily and Marshall's relationship, uh, relationship advice on fights they've been having, and after hearing about the awful screaming matches Barney and Robin have over huge issues, they realize that their small fights aren't actually that serious in perspective, and they agree to let the small things go. Marshall promises to do his dishes right after he uses them, and Lily says he doesn't have to, but if it's really caked on or messy, at least rinse them or leave them to soak so that the chores are easier for her. Amazing compromise. Yeah. Compromise. That is delightful. De-escalation. If your partner is working longer hours than you, and they're like, hey, I'm really struggling to keep up with my dishes, I'm sorry I keep leaving them in the sink. So cool compromise of your partner to be like, just rinse them out and I'll get them for well, you. Well, it's also like, right, you pick up the slack for other people. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's still supporting him after all this time so that he can make his gym work. And I always feel like he's never shown the same level of support and respect for her dream, which is art. He, does. he eventually does. There is, I think, yeah, I do see a lot of that he has that weakness just that knowing how much she's done for him and continues to do for him to support his law career and then he turns around and he's like well you know you're not a real painter yeah. and it's like it's bro that's your wife do you even like her it's rough in the episode slaps giving to revenge of the slap lily's estranged father surprises her by showing up to the thanksgiving dinner lily is hosting shocking her she refuses to let him in, but Marshall insists that she at least hear him out since they had come all that way. Lily is extremely upset with Marshall and asks him to tell Mickey to leave, but Marshall refuses and says that Mickey is her family, and now that they're married, he's Marshall's family too, and he wants them to have a relationship. Okay, but see that? I'm like, here's the thing though. Yes, you're a part of the family, but you always take your spouse's side. I mean, I'm gonna say, I'm, this is like strong, but I'm gonna say in general, your role when it comes to your spouse's family is to be on your spouse's side. Bro, you don't know Mickey. Yeah. Because How you are don't you? know the context. You don't know, I mean, if you trust your spouse, you can trust them to be right with all of the history they have with their family. And I love this just showing, like, it's so great that Marshall had such a loving family where you do never cut off a family member because right. no family member that he's had has ever done something and actually he worth to. getting cut off. And so she is like, okay, we're close to your family. Like, this is great. Exactly. But the things that Mickey did to Lily and her family are horrifying. Yeah. And honestly, if Lily, I know he gets a redemption arc in the series. I get it. If in this moment, Lily had said either you tell my dad to leave or you leave with my dad, I would have respected that. Yeah. He's a terrible person. <laughs> Lily tells, so, you know, Lily tells Marshall exactly why he has no right to tell her that she needs to accept her father back into her life after he made no effort her entire childhood, drained their finances on failed business ideas while her mother worked two jobs to keep them afloat, stole her babysitting money to pay for his ventures, and only contacted her or their family when he needed money. So that's, like, despicable. Yeah. You're stealing money from your child. Yeah. You have to, like, that's addict behavior. Yeah. And I honestly wonder if Mickey's whole wacky business, different, like, you know, odd jobs whole thing, if they were trying to soften, sort of, like, they didn't want to actually make him, like, an addict. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like there's something darker that the show just didn't want to put on. It's crazy. Marshall defends Mickey. Once again, you haven't met him. 
I do for a reason. He hasn't met him because he hasn't been there. Did he not notice that Mickey wasn't at the wedding? Yeah, he's like, no, and was like, like, hmm, whatever. <laughs> there must be something there. Maybe she doesn't have a dad. <laughs> Marshall defends Mickey, saying he was trying to provide for his family, and she disagrees, saying her mother and grandparents provided for them, while Mickey selfishly fucked about, <laughs> bless you, fucked about trying to make his horrible board game successful. That is an extremely fair point, and I really enjoy that she was level-headed enough to make that point, because yeah. what a ridiculous thing to say that he was trying to provide for their family while her mother is working two jobs and her grandparents have come out of retirement. But that's, that's the problem, is Marshall is coming at this from such a different perspective based on his own family experiences that he literally cannot, he cannot understand yeah. something like this. So because he doesn't think that you should cut off family in any situation, Marshall is still reluctant to ask Mickey to leave. He says that he can believe that because he comes from an incredibly close and supportive family and has never had to cut contact with awful family Which members. Which is, I mean, that's hit the nail on the head. Exactly. That. Marshall tries to convince Lily that Mickey was a different person now and has made changes in his life to be a better person, like moving out of Lily's grandparents' house, getting a job, and paying off his IRS debts. But in doing so, reveals to Lily that he has been in contact with Mickey secretly since the wedding. Not okay. That's you can't. Funky. I just like I really, really don't like I, this whole keeping secrets from your spouse. Yes, there are some things that you should not tell your spouse because there's no reason to tell them. Telling them about your past sexual partners? No, just don't. Some things you can just keep private. <laughs> Those this are memories. Where you're <laughs> hiding an active thing for years, not okay. Also, I would like to give Marshall the benefit of the doubt here that Mickey is a literal con man. And so, and Marshall is very gullible. Yes. And very that's sweet. True. And this is the father of his wife. So I think definitely Mickey was a slimy little weird little slug yeah. in Marshall's email. Like DMs. he took advantage <laughs> of Marshall's kindness. But and Marshall sensitivity. If you're doing something in secret from your wife, that <laughs> may be a hint that you shouldn't be doing that. Right, exactly. If if you have to keep this a secret, yeah. Should you be doing it? <laughs> Especially from your spouse. Like yeah. that is when you definitely should be rechecking over your priorities and your plan. <laughs> After a particularly heartfelt exchange with him where Mickey confessed, ooh, yeah, mm, yep, alright, alright, I can write. After a particularly heartfelt exchange with him where Mickey confessed to Marshall that screwing up his childhood with Li his relationship with Lily was the biggest regret of his life, Marshall invited him to Thanksgiving. Oh, see, that's not, that's okay. So not okay. You can't blindside someone. You know how, like, proposals should never be a surprise? Like, just nothing <laughs> Inviting should Inviting someone's surprise. abusive parent should also not be a surprise. Just don't, have, just don't do surprises. No don't surprises. do surprises. I no. hate surprises. No one likes surprises. <laughs> I think some people do, but you have to know in the, the, to begin with that they like Even that, right? You need to know that they <laughs> like surprises. Lily is rightfully furious and says since Marshall obviously wants her father there no matter how she feels about him, that she'll leave so they can enjoy the holiday together. Fair. Legit. You should say that and you she are right. She's setting her boundaries and sticking to them. She's saying, here's what I've said about him, here's how he's treated me, and you're somehow okay with someone treating your wife like that. Yeah. See, that's, that boundaries are so important in every single relationship. Marshall tells her that he's seen her be too harsh with people in her life before and doesn't think that cutting people off is the right decision, but she storms out. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Like, 
this is not the time or place to be offering that criticism. And when you're in the middle of the argu an argument, you should never be offering criticism. Also, the examples that were given from the show are things like, you know, the bodega guy who gave her decaf coffee instead of caffeinated coffee, or someone cutting in front of her in a line yeah. and her being like, yo, fuck you, stranger. And I'm like, that's a stranger. It doesn't okay, matter how harsh you are to them. This is her fault. You know the context and the background of her relationship also, with Nikki. shouldn't you think about the fact that maybe there's a reason that now she cuts off people more easily as an adult? Yes. Where do you think that comes from? Oh my like, God. That's some psychology bullshit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Whoa, it comes from her childhood. <laughs> so many things do. So later, while visiting a bodega for some coffee, she finds out that the cashier that she had gotten in a fight with and cut off for giving her caffeinated coffee when she asked for decaf, whoops, I got that backwards, has died. While Lily is gone, Marshall tries to talk to Mickey, and he tells him that Lily has always been volatile, and a lot of it probably comes from frustrations in her childhood caused by Mickey, but he explains this nonchalantly, which perplexes Marshall. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I did permanent damage to this person, and that's why she is this way. Ha ha. <laughs> that My is bad. kind of exactly his line, though. <laughs> After Mickey's board game ruins the turkey Lily made, and Mickey is unapologetic once again, Marshall finally loses his temper with Mickey and demands he leave, as obviously he was lying about becoming a better person. Before Mickey can leave, Lily returns to the apartment crying and talks to Marshall alone. She, he apologizes for overstepping with her father and not respecting her wishes or experiences with Mickey, and says that he will make him leave if she wants. She confesses to him that she had always wanted a relationship with her father and wanted her kids to know their grandfather, but she doesn't know if she can do it after trying to repair the relationship so many times on her own and getting burned. Marshall reassures her that Nikki is at least trying to be different and things will be different this time, and she has Marshall there to support her. She agrees to have Mickey for dinner, and Mickey apologizes both for ruining dinner and for being a horrible father, and promises that he will be better for Lily and be the most attentive, involved, and helpful grandfather he can be when the time comes. Okay, but see, I feel like that even kind of gets me, because it's like, why wouldn't you promise to be an attentive, involved, and helpful father to her? You're still her father. Yeah, that is weird. It's kind of like, well, it's too late for you. Yeah. So we'll try again with this new one. And, like, to be fair, some people are better parents than they are grandparents, and some people are better grandparents than they are parents. But you at least need to try and make up for what you did wrong previously before you can just say, well, I'm going to do better in the future. Because, like, what evidence is there that you're going to do better in the future? Seriously, how many times has he promised to do better? Exactly. <laughs> like, what's, you know, what's different this time? The show doesn't forget about this because so many times when they introduce family members or characters, they forget about them. Yeah. And he actually does show through actions that he is being a better person. Yeah. In the most annoying way possible. I hate Mickey. Which is important. It's important. But she didn't. She didn't need to trust him, and she did. She took a leap of faith, and it did pay off. In the season finale of season five, Marshall gets a sign from the universe that he and Lily had previously agreed was the signal for them to start trying to have a baby. Yep, gotta wait for the universe to tell you. <laughs> 
Lily and Marshall are MGK and Megan Fox, <laughs> and no one can tell me any differently. <laughs> That's some crystals, blood ritual oh bullshit. They both seem excited, but after realizing the sign was accidentally faked by Barney, they're incredibly disappointed and stop trying. They are both very superstitious people and think that having a baby before they get a sign could curse them. But after discussing it, they both agree that they really want children and that's the only sign they need and they decide to start their family. So probably a good call there. What would the curse be? <laughs> like your baby comes out looking all weird? I was going to say the baby comes out ugly, but... <laughs> I mean, that is disappointing. We have St. Jesse's Circle. Are we sure would be the most attractive child? What? I was making a joke with Jason Siegel's ugly. <laughs> Aww, he's got a good point. Yeah, he's got charm. <laughs> he is charming. And he, I, it, I'm just tired of Hollywood giving us tall men and saying handsome. <laughs> and you're like, well, no, tall. <laughs> and Hollywood's like, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Stop. This is what you asked for. <laughs> In the season premiere of season six, Lily and Marshall are trying, still trying to get pregnant, but a wrench is thrown in the plan after Lily finds out that Marshall has told his well-meaning but overbearing parents about their plans. They start overstepping boundaries, and Lily tells Marshall that she feels too uncomfortable and pressured by his parents' involvement in a pregnancy that hasn't even started yet, and is causing her stress about what her pregnancy will be like if his parents are already this controlling over her body and actions. Where communication is so important, like, it involves who are we telling? Are we telling anyone? When are we telling them? Like, you gotta know. I also think that this was such an important storyline to have in these sort of terms with a pregnancy storyline because so often, like people are looking for any opportunity to dehumanize women in media. Yeah. And that goes doubly so for pregnancies. Yeah. All of a sudden, and this happens in real life too, kind of, like your identity as a person and a woman is kind of erased when you get pregnant. I've heard. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my 10 children and I'm like, yeah, only everyone thinks of me as a mother anymore. No, but, you know, they get gifts. Instead of gifts for them, it's gifts for their baby. Or people start calling them mom or mama instead of their name, which is so weird and creepy Jokes on you, I call everyone mama instead of their name. It's different because you call men mama. Gender neutral. Exactly, you call men mama. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, all of a sudden, you're not, like, yourself. You're not Sharon. You're your you're mom. You're yeah. mommy. And it's like, whoa, bro, I'm not your mom, okay? Like, yeah. I decided to have one child, and that was a decision wholly unrelated to anything else in the world. Which is hard, because it's like, it is so exciting, you know, to to be having a baby, and, yeah. like, your identity does change a little, but I think, first of all, it is hard to have it to feel like you're entirely erased, but it's also hard because, like, men don't get it to that level. Yeah. And I think it can be... Like, they weren't freaking out about anything that Marshall was doing or eating. Right. It was just Lily. And it's Which, like, yeah, but even even if it wasn't, like, right criticism or something like that, like, I can see how it might be um, disappointing for some men who want to be more involved. Oh, and Marshall would love presents for his baby. Right. That they he would be so like, excited yeah. for, like, Star Wars baby onesies. Right. That that's all he'd want to get. That way. And I think that's something that, like, I've heard from men before of like you know it's really nice that nowadays dads are it's acknowledged right that it's important for dads to bond with babies right after birth and for them to be there because otherwise they were kind of cut off from the experience yeah 
So, you know, I like that she sets these specific boundaries where she identifies that they are trying to control her body and what she does. Yeah. And that's not okay. Right. In so many different ways. And also, these are not to be like, family by marriage isn't family. Of course they are. These aren't even her biological parents. Right. Overstepping these boundaries. Well, because that is so inappropriate. Because it's it's harder for her to say you're overstepping boundaries because there are his exactly parents. Like you would have, she would have to get him to say it because it is. It's like you know to a certain extent, right? It's not. It's not on you, and it may not be appropriate, and it's not your responsibility. Can you imagine your in-laws trying to be like, all right, here's how you have a girl, you gotta get into this <laughs> position, and here's where it's gonna sound weird, but you gotta ride with me on this one. Like, well, part of it is also you, you have to be, like, if, if that's something that you're really taking seriously, like, that can be really stressful. Part of it, I think, as well, is you just have to be able to be like, haha, your parents are so weird. Like, <laughs> you know, that's part of it. It's like, And she know. knew his parents were like this. Right. And They're so very close with his if family. If she didn't feel like, and of course it's a sensitive topic, but part of it is like just being able to go, okay, sounds good, and then turn around and be like, oh my god, did you hear what they said to me? <laughs> that is also another layer in this where, you know, Marshall and Lily start having fertility issues, which is normal for couples of their age. They're in their mid-30s at this point. It's not, I mean, it, fertility issues are far more common than it, people think they Exactly, are. exactly. And Lily has always felt othered by Marshall's family, and right. in a way where she doesn't measure up to their right. standards, she's made to feel like she's not tall enough. Literally not measure up. She <laughs> does, she's very short. Yeah. And, but that, you know, that's just like a metaphor for all the other things, the problems that they have with her. She's a city girl, you know, she's a feminist, I guess. Yeah. The, they, they have different, like, familial values, right. and so now Lily feels like all this pressure is on her, and since they're only giving these directions to her, they give some directions to Marshall in terms of how to change the gender of the baby, which is really funny. I love the early 2000s. But if she, if something goes wrong, if these fertility issues continue and they can't have a baby, like that's yet another thing her. that she yeah. couldn't do for their family. Yeah. that all of his other brother's wives have done. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where they, like, pit her against the Stepford wives of the other brothers. Right, right, right. So that is another thing that's adding pressure. So she asks him to tell his parents that they've decided not to start trying after all, and that they'll tell them about the baby when there's a baby to tell them about. But Marshall refuses, saying they're only trying to be helpful and supportive, and that this is how parents are supposed to act. I would disagree. <laughs> I cannot imagine our parents, and our parents are pretty close with Pace, I would say, in terms of, you know, how close you are to your in-laws. No. Well, also, right, it's it's very individual. It's very variable. Some people would love to have parents in law who are like this. I don't some, think that there are. I don't think I don't that know. there are people. I don't know. To have the parents, you know, I, I mean, maybe not this exact thing, but like there's right different relationships are different but if you're saying this isn't working for me again you and your spouse are a unit you need to make decisions that benefit the both of you yeah and you know honestly sometimes people's families just operate in such a different way that there's sometimes you have to grab your partner and be like hey what the fuck yeah and they have to be like i know <laughs> yeah well, that's <laughs> a great part of being i mean that's a great part of having close friends it's definitely a great part of having just someone, right, someone outside, an outsider, can, you can be like, is this, like, real? 
And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so even, uh, after even Marshall is made uncomfortable by his parents overstepping, he apologizes to Lily for making her uncomfortable and agrees to ask his parents to majorly tone it down. So this is the thing, I feel like a, a common theme here is that Marshall doesn't trust Lily until like somehow someone else shows him like this is how it is he and it's like he just needs to start trusting her exactly and it's he has this huge blind spot for family yeah. any family even not his bio family with mickey that blind spot yeah he needs to realize that he's created a family with lily yeah lily is his family so when his parents are acting cray or lily's parents are acting cray and Lily acknowledges that, he can't just gaslight her and be like, right. no, you're overreacting. Listen, and, and I, I hate, I think the term validating is really overused, but hey, it's I like, valid to feel that way. I like the, it I, is I think a far more appropriate term often is to trust someone. And I mm -hmm. just really think he needs to trust her more, regardless of what his perspective is. In the episode Baby Talk, in a very 2010 storyline, Lily and Marshall both secretly try and manipulate the conception, Marshall trying to make the baby a boy and Lily trying to make the baby a girl while the two fight over baby names. This still is, I think this is still relevant today. Maybe not as much, but people definitely have gender preferences. What I dislike is that at no point, I guess it was very comical, it was very it was almost campy, the ways that they tried to change the gender. But I think that people actually genuinely still think that you can't, that outside factors besides the male sperm and his <laughs> genetics, and yes, it is the male sperm and his genetics, will decide the outcome of the gender. I feel like that's still, people still either assume you can change it from outside factors or the egg chooses the gender somehow. Right. And it's like, if the egg chooses gender, why wouldn't it make them all female? <laughs> that seems dumb. Well, yeah, I've, there's definitely misconceptions biologically. Like, like Lily's definitely. eating raw lemons and, like, <laughs> pu putting a hairdryer on her hoo-ha. <laughs> it's funny because, if, you know, the things that they chose to represent female and male in this, Lily's eating citrus and trying to get herself super hot, and Marshall, I almost called him Michael, Marshall is eating like some kind of fermented fish and dunking his bits in an ice bath before having sex. So like, those are very interesting. Like sociologically, those are very interesting choices for to represent feminine and masculine. I think they just like them because it was like, those are kind of extreme ones. Cause there are like less extreme ones, right? There's like holding, there's what? Like putting it, something on a string and holding it above stomach. Sorry, what? Just like swinging it. You hypnotize your baby into being I don't know. Gender. I don't know. I it's don't like, know. Ha, ha. I don't know what the science is behind it, so. Your baby <laughs> comes out and attack helicopter. <laughs> so, in the end, they both agree that having a healthy, happy baby is the only thing they care about, because they didn't know that the sex of a baby is determined before conception based on the DNA in Marshall's testes. <laughs> This is a PSA for our podcast it's listeners. This is what decides gender and nothing else, yeah. except for after they're born, because it's a societal concept. True. But it, you can't change a baby's gender by eating lemon. No, you can't decide <laughs> what the fetus is going to pop out as by eating, <laughs> by drinking a lot of lemonade and eating a fish sandwich. 
Although that does sound kind of good, actually. Not the way they did it, lemonade but a, fish a lemonade and a fish sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> I'll make some after this. That would be our dinner. <laughs> In the episode Glitter, Lily worries that having a baby will ruin her relationship with her best friend Robin because she hates children. But Robin assures her that she adores Lily and will adore her children, and Lily's fears swiftly resolved. Yeah. So that's not a Lily and Marshall thing, but I still wanted to include it because I feel like it speaks to kind of Lily's character a little bit because yeah. she's been feeling this pressure from Marshall's family and she's feeling already like she's being a little dehumanized and separated from herself and she's like well now I'm just a mom yeah. is my best friend going to want to continue being friends with me when I'm just a mom right and that phrase just a mom actually comes up a lot with Lily after they have kids and I think that is because of misogyny because yeah. Marshall doesn't have those storylines right, exactly he never has to he becomes a stay-at-home dad and he still doesn't struggle with those same societal conceptions of parenthood right yeah and it's a valid fear because I think your relationships do change from day to week but like again with super close friends yeah I just don't see that and I think what's funny is that Robin does hate babies and she does hate children and after Lily has her kids Robin still doesn't interact with them or touch them or hold them. She doesn't want to be near them. Yeah. She doesn't like babies. But, <laughs> they know, all still hang out together, but they're never just going to hand Robin the baby. They'll right. hand Ted the baby. Which is fine, because she still wants to be in their lives, and exactly. she will have a relationship with them when they are old exactly. enough to not puke all over themselves. I think her exact quote was, I'll be the cool aunt who buys them beer. What? Did I say beer? I meant cards. <laughs> In the episode False Positive, Lily gets a positive pregnancy test, and she and Marshall are both panicking and overjoyed. But after they find out the positive test was false, they start panicking that Lily cannot get pregnant. Lily in particular expresses her anxiety to Marshall that since his family already didn't approve of her, if she can't give them grandchildren, they will resent her. Marshall reassures her that even if she can't have kids, she is the love of his life, and that there are many other options for starting a family, and they agree that they would both be happy adopting, preferring it over a surrogate. Which is funny because when they think that, actually I'm going to wait till the end of this and then I'll say that. <laughs> okay. In the next episode, Bad News, Lily and Marshall both take fertility tests. Lily gets hers back quickly and shows that she is very fertile, which is, sends Marshall into a depression. He worries that he isn't fertile and feels ashamed and embarrassed. Lily encourages him to talk to his father about it, but Marshall says he doesn't want to worry his dad with this. Marshall later gets his test back, and it confirms that he is fertile. He calls his dad to tell him the good news, but it gets sent to voicemail. So before we continue with that awful storyline that's super sad, it's going to send us on a whole other thing. Yeah. I would just say the surrogate thing, when they thought that Lily couldn't get pregnant, they actually didn't really discuss surrogacy, mm -hmm. as in Marshall giving sperms to someone else who would carry the baby. But when they find out that, but when they think that Marshall, it might be Marshall who's infertile, but Lily could still have babies, they do mention sperm donation, but the only two options they think of are Ted and Barney. <laughs> and they don't want to ask either of them because they don't want kids from either of them. Okay, well, I do want to clarify that actually if, um, well, I guess there are viable sperm that you can create 
zygote with the sperm and the egg from a woman. Sometimes it's like some internal process where um, the zygote isn't implanting properly, which doesn't mean that it's not, that you can't have a baby, but just that in that environment, right? Like you can't, so you could use a surrogate that does use genetic matter from both parents, even if the woman is infertile. Yeah, but they never discuss no, but I do, it is pregnancy. interesting that they, yeah, that this was like... But they do consider asking for sperm from their two best friends. Yeah. Is it because they knew that Robin wouldn't carry it? I'm curious. And they were only picking from their friend group for some is reason? It's just me, but is it weird, like, would it be weird for him to ask one of his brothers? For their sperm to impregnate his wife? That's even wrong in the Bible, dude. I don't know, I'm just thinking, like, they'd be half-siblings. Literally, the Bible tells you you're not allowed to have a kid with your brother's wife. The Bible says a lot of things. Yeah, and that was one is the whole's true. <laughs> That's one we're keeping. That's funny. Listen, if we can pick and choose, I'm just I choose. Out loud. <laughs> oh my god, that's so weird. I don't know, like, I mean, it's not like they're having sex. Like, oh, but like, it's it's it's. There was a whole plot line about this in Modern Family, and they all agreed it was very weird. <laughs> because Mar Marshall, Cam and Mitchell, God, all these M names, Michael, Mitchell, Marshall. Cam and Mitchell want to have a baby, but they both want their DNA to be a part of that baby, so they can't decide whose sperm to use, and Claire says that she will give the egg, and Cam will give the sperm, and that it's Pritchett and feel bad that I can't remember Cam's last name. I have no idea. Tucker. There we go. So it's it's Pritchett and Tucker DNA, so technically it is a combination of their DNA, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe our listeners will tell me if I'm super weird, but I just don't think that's like that weird. I find it weird. The whole family, um, modern family found it weird, and if now there's like several storylines with people finding it weird, I'm going to trust the general consensus. <laughs> no, it just... Well, you don't want to pick a sibling that's a dud. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you, know, you pick a smart, funny one. He is the shortest of his brothers, <laughs> so actually asking them, you know, they are really tall. Ugh. I don't know why. Would you ask for one of of Pace's brother's sperm? avoiding his dad because he's embarrassed that he might be infertile, which is a really funny thing to be embarrassed about, to be honest. Um, especially if something that you don't want to talk to your dad about when you were like, they're not overstepping and telling us what positions to have sex in to have a baby the best way, and now that you might be infertile, you're like, I can't tell my dad, that's so personal. I don't think it's personal, though. I think he was ashamed, and different people, some have different triggers, and maybe this is just something that is very shameful for him. It was, it was too soon, too close, and he wasn't ready. Yeah. It just would I mean, what an interesting thing to be embarrassed about. 
because it's like if you if you start going bald. Oh well, I guess people are embarrassed about that. People are embarrassed about everything. Like everything. I'm gonna make another PSA though and say that people who are going bald look better once they shave their heads. 100% of the time. Yeah. So just putting that out there. It's also not something also, to be embarrassed just about. Don't be embarrassed. Like. Yeah, if you're infertile, don't be embarrassed. There's no reason. But there's the thing. It's like, I don't know if people think of it as a failure, that it's like something that's wrong, but it's like, I don't know. There are so many things that people feel that way about, and it's like you just have to remember, right, like, this is just how the world is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how the world is. I sometimes do things because I have ADHD, and the first thing out of my mouth is, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I have ADHD. <laughs> Not embarrassed. <laughs> I should be. <laughs> When Marshall gets home to Lily, he's overjoyed to tell her his results. Lily is crying and tells Marshall that his dad had a heart attack earlier that day and had passed away. This was the saddest episode in the series. Oh my god, it was so sad. And it led to more of some of the saddest episodes in the series. Oh my god. Last words. We don't even talk about it in this because it's not important to their relationship. The concept of the last words someone said to you is just... I hate it. This is, it was really well done, this storyline. It is, but I have a lot of weird sign-offs that I use with people, and this made me have to be more aware of that. Oh my god. Because what if the last thing you say to someone is like, alright, I gotta go poop. You're not older. You you only have to start thinking about that, like, later. You can die at any time. You're less likely to die at any time. Mm, You never know. You never know. Statistically. (laughs) What if you get attacked when you go to the bathroom? You say, okay, bye, I'm going to go poop. And then you go to the bathroom and you get attacked by a bear. I'm just like statistically. And then the bear kills you. You don't have to be worried for like a little while, but then like you probably should think about it. Like definitely. (laughs) Okay, I gotta go poop. (laughs) Over the next few episodes, Marshall attends his dad's funeral and Lily supports him in mourning his father. In the episode Garbage Island, Marshall becomes obsessed with saving the environment and tells Lily his father's passing had altered his priorities and asked if it would be okay if they stopped trying to get pregnant until he's at least somewhat established as an environmental lawyer affecting positive change. Lily tells him that she will always support him no matter what, which has been evidenced throughout the series by her encouraging him to leave his corporate jobs and seek out environmental agencies even while she was still concealing her debt. So they agree to put off having kids for yeah. a little bit. Which... I really support that decision. It happens. It's they not really always the right time in the right place. And now that they know that they're both fertile? Yeah. They had, they, it's not What's as, the rush? It's not as stressful. It's okay. You know, it's funny that these sentences are right after each other, because I actually didn't even notice this when I was watching the series, but in the beginning of season seven, Lily finally gets pregnant. Oh, yeah. So, but, but well, at the same the time. It's naturally like, okay, you know what? Our feelings change. Right. Our situation has changed. Right. And at the same time, Marshall gets a job at Honeywell and Coots, which is one of the largest environmental law firms in New York. So, I guess kinda. Yeah. Well, although he struggles with his boss's nihilism at first, he convinces Coots that the environment isn't a lost cause yet and embarks on a high-profile case worth millions of dollars against a large corporation. I loved... I loved all the courtroom scenes in that episode because it was so high stakes drama in the middle of this How I Met Your Mother Lily Do Lily Do show where Lily's like, I'm pregnant, and everyone's like, ooh, planning, doing funny sitcom hijinks. And then 
They asked the actor who played Coots to play this like he was on House of Cards, <laughs> where he was in the courtroom and they offered, they gave him a lowball offer, this huge billion dollar corporation, and he goes, no. And they go, well, I guess we could throw in like an extra 10,000. He goes, you're going to go throw yourself into that poison lake <laughs> and I'm going to take your ass. <laughs> and then he like shuts Just his files gets up and like walks out of the room and I'm like would he take the ass before it goes into the poison yeah because you don't want poisoned ass that's what I was just thinking and Marshall's acting the same way as I am in that scene which is just like oh my god that was so cool <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it's very fun I love this arc for him I love that he's finally doing environmental law yeah fantastic in the episode Rebound Girl, Lily and Marshall are helping Lily's grandparents sell their house in Long Island, and although neither of them plan to move to the suburbs, I suppose that was a storyline that got resolved sometime off-screen, <laughs> because remember, they were fighting about that, Yeah. and then the episode ended with us going, did they conclude that? Things happen. Things happen. As soon as they enter the house, they fall in love. Lily tells Marshall she wants to buy the house so that they can raise a family together there, but Marshall disagrees and tells her she's always wanted to stay in the city and that the hormones from her pregnancy are affecting her judgment and they shouldn't make such a huge decision right that's now. That's not how pregnancy works, but that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, I'm one of those absolute simps where it's like if a pregnant lady tells me anything about like being pregnant or like asks me for anything while she's pregnant, I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, like, you should do stuff. Is there anything people. else I can get you? But, like, don't, like, that, that pregnancy does not look like it doesn't addle your brain. Like, you, um, yeah. This was the 2010s. They leaned so hard into the pregnancy brain thing. Yeah, they but were it's like, just another reason for people to not take women seriously, and it's stupid. That's the thing. If, if people, media is looking for any reason to dehumanize women, and pregnancy plays such a huge part in that. Yeah. All of a sudden... Lily's dumb, yeah. even though she's one of the smartest characters on the show. She agrees that it's, quote-unquote, pregnancy brain. Once again, this was the 2010s. Um, and that the... Blah, 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 making her want to buy the house, and they agree that they love their apartment. However, when they return home, they seem to realize for the first time how small their apartment is and how difficult it would be to raise children there. So they decide to buy the house and move in. I do have to say, I think this whole thing is stupid. I don't understand why they ever bought that house. And it, 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 the whole thing is ridiculous to me. I will say, the, I feel like physical and environmental comedy is not utilized to its full potential. Oh, is the one where they like so moved the set? Oh, that was so funny. Every scene we see after they visit the house in, uh, where is it? Oh my God, I don't know the East Coast at all. Oh my god. It's in the suburbs. <laughs> oh my god, where are the suburbs? Long, I didn't even I didn't even write it down. It's Long Island. It's Long Island. Right? So <laughs> every time they come once they visit the house on Long Island, every time we see their apartment again after that point for the rest of the series, the apartment is like ten feet smaller. <laughs> so, Which is how it feels after you go someplace way bigger. It's so funny. You're just like, oh my god, this was always this small. The physical comedy uh -oh. of everyone knocking o oh, it'll be fine. We're almost done. The physical comedy of everyone being like, what do you mean? This place is like pretty huge for a New York apartment and then immediately knocking over a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
or Marshall trying to get the turkey out of their kitchen doorway and it won't fit. And he was like, how did this even get in here? <laughs> it was so amazing. Beautiful. It's, it's in the episode 46 minutes, we see Marshall and Lily struggling with living with Lily's dad, who apparently had not actually moved out of her grandparents' house. Oh my god, I No, this lie. is not addressed. I did not think of that. Over the course of the episode, they try and figure out how to get him to move out, but after a series of unfortunate events that Mickey fixes for them, Marshall and Lily realize that as ex inexperienced homeowners and expectant parents, it's helpful to have Mickey living with them, at least for now. But that's so real, too, is like figuring out how to live together and recognizing this is someone who wants to help you. That's super great, and I'm so glad that they went in that direction with Mickey and actually turned him into, like, this super granddad. Um, when they were trying to figure out how to get him to move out, what they do is serve him an eviction notice. Okay, they bought the house. Strong. That's <laughs> No, it's Mickey. I don't know. Literally, I'm... fuck that guy. Mm. I hate him. In the final three episodes of season seven, I think it's been a while since you've seen the show. It has. Oh my god, I haven't. Because the actor who plays Mickey and the way that he plays him is actually so infuriatingly, condescendingly obnoxious. It actually, he never got a redemption arc for me. I understand that he started babysitting for them or whatever. I hate him. And it was a decision that that actor made, because I actually do like the actor. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about how helpful a, a babysitter is. No, I got it. Like, I got it. And again, Mickey. some people are better grandparents than they are parents. Yeah. In the final three episodes of season seven, Marshall panics about being a father and gets whisked off by Barney, cleared by Lily in exchange for baked goods, to Atlantic City where he accidentally gets too drunk. Even if your wife says it's okay, it, why would you go on a trip? Like, within the last month of pregnancy, just, like, don't. Just, like, chill out. And I know that they had that whole scene with Lily getting bought off with cookies to be like, see, it's fine. And it's like, no, it's, it's not fine. It's so easy maybe, for it to be the wrong timing. Also, maybe she agreed that, like, he go to Atlantic City. Did she agree for him to get blackout drunk in a way right. where he could not make his way home? Right. Why are you getting blackout drunk days before your baby's born? Well, because Even if you're at home. Because he's stupid and stressed out. And anxious. So he accidentally gets too drunk. Lily calls Marshall and tells him that she went into labor early. Shocking. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Oh my god, that's so crazy and rare, especially for first children to come early. I can't even imagine that. What a mystery. So she, he needs to get home. And a drunk Marshall scrambles to get back to New York in time for the birth. He spirals about how he's already a bad father before his baby is even born and is told by Ranjit, Barney's friend and driver, that even though he made a reckless decision before the baby was born, that does not mean that he's going to be a bad father. But that does mean that he needs to smarten up quick and get back for his wife and child. Yeah, like, get it together, like, right now. Like, just get it together. And I actually love the way that Ranjit put it. Ranjit, who has been married for decades and decades and has a wife and children and can offer this kind of advice, where Marshall's like, I just... Everything is so crazy right now, and Lily's so crazy right now because of the pregnancy, and then once the baby gets here, the baby is going to be crazy, and Ranjit is like, yeah, dude, here's the thing. You got to be crazy before exactly. all that. Now, you don't get to be crazy. Yeah. The baby gets the to baby be crazy. The baby is crazy. That's it. <laughs> and, and Marshall's like, when do I get to be crazy again? And Ranjit's like, never. <laughs> this is it. Until your kid dies, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. You signed up for a whole lifetime commitment. So, bless Ranjit. Thank you, buddy. 
And also, bless Ranji, he rushes Marshall to the hospital just in time to support Lily through the end of the birth, because he's literally their fairy godmother throughout this series. <laughs> he is Rowan Atkinson in Love Actually. It's good to have one of those. It's actually really helpful. He's their guardian angel. They have their first child, who they named after Marshall's father. The baby's full name. This is canonical and real. The baby's full name is Marvin, wait for it, Erickson. <laughs> I don't even care about the middle name as much. I just really have an issue with the unrealistic naming in TV shows. And to name it after his dad? Like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like... Or if you do name after a parent, it's like the middle name. I don't know if it was a possibility that Marshall wouldn't name their kids after his parents. So I don't mind Marvin. What I do mind is their daughter's name, which we'll get to. I don't even remember the daughter's name. Exactly. So Marvin, his direct father's name. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. That is totally good. Especially if he just passed. Exactly. Although they're not Jewish. So they could have named him after him while he was alive. <laughs> um, he was dead, so it's okay. He's not going to be cursed. So, I understand Marvin. The wait for it is because he lost a bet to Barney. We are on her bets. What are you going to do? He tells Lily about this bet while she's in labor. Yeah, one of those things you might want to talk about a little bit ahead of time. And she says, that is the coolest middle name of all time. It's a good reaction, but again is important. I think based on the other discussions that we've seen about their names, like Marshall originally didn't want either of them to take each other's names. They wanted to he wanted them to come up with a new name for them. Legit. Which I thought was really cute if he wasn't considering Skywalker. I don't know. I could go with that. No. You know it's from Star Wars, right? Oh, I did know. I didn't remember. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I still like it. So <laughs> I get Marvin. I get wait for it. Clearly, they're both on the same page with these wacky-ass silly names. It's okay. I don't know if I want to wait for the daughter's name until we get to the daughter. Oh my god. No, let's wait. I want to be surprised. In the beginning of season 8, Lily and Marshall are adjusting to parenthood, picking godparents, and finding a nanny. While they struggle finding with finding time alone as a couple, as the search for a nanny drags on, we find out that Mickey has been insisting that he be their nanny, but Lily is apprehensive based on her child experiences with Mickey. Fair. Yeah. She doesn't want... There was one time where he, like, abandoned her to go to the races and didn't pick her up from school. Yeah. What if that happens to her kid? No, it's absolutely fine. Oh my goodness. I couldn't imagine. After they agree for Mickey to take Marvin for an afternoon as a test drive so they can catch up on sleep, they see how responsible and respectful Mickey has been and agree for him to be their new nanny. And see, that's fair too. Like, let's do a test drive. Let's see how it goes. He likes it. They like it. It's fine. Exactly. And um, so originally it was only supposed to be for a little while, mm -hmm. and then they completely crash. They sleep until the next morning, and so Mickey has spent, you know, basically the whole afternoon, evening, and night, and now morning, taking care of Marvin. Everything's okay. I'm still a little worried about Mickey, but that's okay because they decided to give him this crazy redemption arc out of nowhere, so that's fine. But that still makes me so nervous, just that concept. Knowing that when she was six, he left her. Yeah. But it again, makes me nervous. They do change. It's harder to leave a baby. They're loud. They change a lot over time. So Mickey's now and their he's nanny. he's been living with them. He's been living with the baby. Like, yeah, he's easy. 
So Mickey's there and their nanny. In the episode The Ashtray, Lily is contacted by the captain, an old acquaintance of the gang who is eccentric and unbelievably wealthy. He tells Lily that a piece of art she recommended he buy at a gallery opening had been incredibly lucrative and offers her a job as his art consultant, and she accepts. I love this because I feel like this is one of the first times where someone recognized her brilliance. Yeah. And there's a lot of times throughout the series where people recognize the other characters' brilliance, and like the spotlight was on them, and she never really got that. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time where someone's like, you, you are special. Yeah. And I... I remember when she comes back, they're all sitting at the bar when she's on the phone with him and he asks her to do this and she comes back to the table after she gets off the phone and Marshall's like, well, what did you want? And she tells him the news and she's like clearly still shocked and he's like, what did you say? And she's like, I said yes, I accepted it. He, the way this man leaps from the table and bounds to and envelops (laughs) his wife. He's so excited for her, and that makes my heart happy. Yeah. That he's like, oh my god, maybe it's not on the same level of I've been recognizing your talent for so long, and now other people do as well, but he's still so supportive of her. Right. And And, so loving towards her. Happy, you know, like, just so happy as if it was something that was happening to him. Exactly. It's so important to celebrate your friends and your spouses or partners or families self like achievements yeah because it's like it's kind of an achievement for you you're hanging out with cool people <laughs> yeah now your wife's an art consultant that's sick yeah. and also she brings in money yeah this is a lucrative job for yeah. lily it's crazy does lily have a master's no right no okay there's no reason i thought you had a master's to teach but i guess it's kindergarten yeah yeah i don't In the episode, Romeward Bound, the captain asks Lily to move to Italy for a year to buy art for him. She desperately wants to go, but is worried that Marshall won't want to leave his job in New York. But Ted assures her that Marshall loves Italy and has always wanted to go, even taking Italian courses in college. Also, the only phrase he knows from those classes are, dude, stop bogarting the Funyuns. (laughs) That's all you need. That and bathroom. (laughs) She tells Marshall about the offer, and he is beyond excited and starts preparing for the move immediately. That is also so cute. Yeah. Yeah. The second he hears about this opportunity for her, that would be huge. He's like, I'll get my suitcase. I think also because, like, this is him giving back to her what she already did for him. Like, she's, they sacrificed a lot, and they made a lot of decisions based off of his career, and now Pretty much their entire relationship at this point has been, you know, in in many ways affected by his career. Right. And it's been a, a deciding factor in a lot of points in their relationship, including putting off having a child. And also, you know, this is a year. It's mm-hmm. nice when there's a also, defined end. Yeah, you get to live for a year yeah. in Italy? I would pay to do that. That <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> Lily gets cold feet about moving so far away since she's never lived anywhere other than New York. Marshall insists that not only is this her dream job and that she has to take it, but she's a strong person who can handle any move, and she takes the job. So I love also, you know, Marshall is understanding. He doesn't fully get why she feels this way because he is from a small town. He's from St. Cloud, Minnesota. He already moved away to a different state for college, and then he moved to New York City where he's been living in Manhattan. 
there's been a lot of these big moves and big changes in Marshall's life. The only travel experience that Lily ever has outside of New York is going and spending a semester abroad in Paris where she came back early. Yeah. Because she didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I love that he, like, heard that from her, but also was like, are you really going to let that turn, let that make you turn down a year in Italy doing your dream? And I'll be there with you. Right. Like, because she's worried, like, you know, they've never been, they don't speak the language, and he's like... I'll be there doing that, too. Yeah. When we get lost, I'll be with you when we're lost. If we don't understand someone, I won't be understanding it either. It's okay. And I think that's really sweet of him. It's important to have that. Because really soon, he's going to fuck it up. Because in the season finale of season eight, Marshall gets offered the position of judge while staying with his family, which would mean they cannot move to Italy if he accepted. Marshall accepts the position but does not tell Lily, telling his brother that it's face-to-face news. Worth mentioning that his brother was like, so what did Lily say after he, Marshall told him about the position? And Marshall's like, it's face-to-face news. And he's like, pretty sure she'd just appreciate getting the news. And that's the thing, it's like, I know she took the job with the captain before telling him. There was nothing blocking them from doing it before them. At that point, and like, she talked to him about moving to Italy, and this is something that he knew would conflict with her plans that he knew about and and not even just conflict they would entirely yeah he accepted this job they can't go to italy he just made that decision for their family without telling her after i'm not just behaving but being so excited for her and supporting her so outwardly in that convincing her to take the job after she turns it down because she's worried about it. Yeah. He convinces her to take this job and to move to Italy for a year. Like, this do- this warrants a discussion. <laughs> when Lily finds out about Marshall's new job, she's heartbroken. While fighting about whether or not they're going to Italy, Marshall says that he can't give up such a huge opportunity for what is clearly just a hobby. This is the thing where it's like, okay, th- no, this is... So- you, you've ruined it. You've ruined all of it. In this one fight... Marshall brings up every single issue they've ever had as a couple. Sounds like the expansion. Watch. (laughs) He tells her that he can't give up such a huge opportunity for what is clearly a hobby. Back to her telling, back to him telling her that she's not a real artist. Yeah. And that his job is more important than hers. So that's two. Lily tells him that art is not just a hobby, it's her dream, and that he went behind her back and she's never been as selfish to him. He says that she had broken up with him to move to San Francisco. Three. Yeah. She didn't break up with him, and that is one of my biggest furies about this series. She asked to postpone their wedding so that she could take part in an art program. Right. The fact that anyone thinks that that considers that breaking up with your fiancé... Right. ...isn't a real person, or has never had anything exciting happen to them... Like, have you never had an opportunity? I feel so sorry. Right. That's awful. So that is just so much to say. It's not the same thing in any way whatsoever. It's so ridiculous that he would bring this up in this moment. I think he's just grasping at straws because he knows he fucked up so bad. So he's just trying to bring up anything that she's ever done wrong in her relation in their well, relationship. Well, it's just like, right, this is the conflict expansion where it just everything gets dredged up and 
there's a lack of focus and we're seeing the cross complaining here with, well, you did this, well, you did this. Nobody is listening to each other. And there's no way that they're going to come to, there's no way that you can be constructive with yeah. this. She asked why he's bringing that up because it was seven years ago and she's apologized and they've gotten over it as a couple. But he says he brings it up because she's being selfish again by not letting him accept this, this job. That's another thing too. Like, you have to be able to let things go. And seriously, seriously let them go. And not bring them up again. Because they are not relevant anymore. You have let it go. Yeah, and now Lily is finding out that he's been holding this grudge against her this whole time yeah. that she thought was a resolved issue between them. Like, grudges are so damn. I just found a paper the other day actually looking at how damaging grudges are. Yeah, so she tells him that she's hurt finding out that he never forgave her for that and that the most important thing to her is her family. Marshall then asked her if she had found success in San Francisco, would she have ever come back to him, or if their marriage, Marvin, and any future children they may have are just consolation that's prizes. Not even, that's not fair, though, because you can't... There's no hypotheticals. There's no hypotheticals. Also... This is how the world is. Why would you... Why, there's no point in thinking about what could have been. What answer do you want yeah. from that question? And also, okay, Marshall, let's do a really quick hypothetical situation. What if you hadn't been such a piss baby <laughs> when she asked you a very simple request to postpone your wedding by three months, ooh, big deal, so that she could attend a prestigious art program, oh, actually a big deal? No. None of this is constructive. What if you had been a supportive partner way back in the beginning? And what about that, Marshall? They shouldn't be talking anymore because they're not getting anywhere and they're just making it worse. And yeah. they're making each other feel hurt and this conversation they should be taking a break and Lily agrees with you she leaves yeah she's upset and crying because she just found out that her husband's an asshole <laughs> that's a really horrible discovery <laughs> after she doesn't return Marshall goes to find her and while retracing her steps he finds a positive pregnancy test and I bet he feels like an asshole now because that's hard that's <laughs> that is so because you realize right like you have ruined something that you'll never be able to unruin and that should be joyous, and not only have you ruined, like, you are the reason why this is not a joyous event. Mm-hmm. It's sucks. just so sad. I feel it so sucks. bad for Lily. And you can never go back and undo what you did. You can't ever go back and, say, and be like, oh, no, this is going to be joyous. And when Lily is, so when he's retracing her steps, we find out that she goes to the captain's house. And the idea of Lily being there trying to figure out if the next year of her life is going to be her alone or right. her with her two kids in Italy without Marshall. Right. That thought breaks my heart and I am so glad that people will have to have seen the show to understand this reference, but I'm glad that Captain had married Becky at that point and she was the one there with Lily because like what an awful position to be in. That's so horrifying. Oh my god. So when Marshall finds Lily, she confesses that she had just found out she was pregnant and was overwhelmed by both finding out and having to give up her dream job. Marshall is overjoyed by the news and tells her, of course, they're going to Italy. He says, we have to do this. You're going to live in Rome and get your dream because you're giving me mine again. And I think he needs to say a lot more than that. But at this point, Marshall, 
truly the only thing you could have done, which I'm glad that you did, is turn down the jet ship. You're going to Italy. That's it. End of conversation. This woman supported you through law school, through your law career. She birthed, she carried and birthed both of your children. You're going to Italy. Regardless, regardless of what, because there's no right decision, right? There's just the right decision for their family. And this was the right decision for their family. Yeah. The episode ends with a flash forward to their life in Italy, revealing not only that Mickey had also moved with them, but that their second baby was a girl named Daisy. Do you want to guess why she's named Daisy? Why? Because he found the pregnancy test in a flower pot. No. With no. A daisy. No. Night. No. 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 And that's for real. And no. that's also canonical. I don't like it. <laughs> so wait for it's looking pretty good, I huh? Okay. So, as we were saying, Marvin, wait for it. Erickson is looking pretty good now. Wait, is it still recording? I would also like to take a moment to apologize for the <laughs> audio quality of this episode. We usually record separately with separate mics, and that helps block out a lot of the background, but we're not doing that this time. You get the whole picture. So, <laughs> this episode is just going to sound bad. We sound great, as usual. It's everything else. <laughs> Marshall and Lily's storylines pretty much end in the episode at the end of the aisle. Before taking their place as a groomsman and bridesmaid at Barney and Robin's wedding, they take each other's hands and say their wedding vows to each other, and adding new ones, like, I vow to stop shouting at stuff at you while you're pooping, and I vow to always tell you when you have stuff in your teeth. Everyone should always do that to everyone. Marshall ends with, I promise to keep at least 80% of these vows, which Lily says seems high, and keep updating them as we go. Because one set of vows can't cover a lifetime of growing and changing with you, of raising children with you, and falling more and more in love with you every day, Lily Aldrin, which is what I vow to do for the rest of my life. Oh. I think that's, that's like, a really good ending, because I think throughout the series, we saw them grow so much together that yeah. they need, it's good for them, you know, to have that recognized that, like, we're going to keep growing and we're going to keep changing. Because that's true, like, yeah, you have to grow with each other in a relationship. Growing together, not apart. And I like the idea of redoing your vows and... No one should ever have vows. Updating but them. <laughs> keep making and keeping promises to your partner. I think it's special. Yeah. I like this ending for them. I do. Yeah. I think it's good. The name is terrible, but the ending was good. Daisy. <laughs> what are you going to say when your daughter asks why her name is Daisy? They're going because, but they're going to tell the story because the whole thing about the series was the stories. Ew. I would hate that story. I would hate that story. If I was Daisy, I'd be like, what the fuck? They're still going to tell it. My brother was named after my beloved grandfather, <laughs> and I was named after the pot you found your pregnancy test in. The pea pot. Great. <laughs> I think it's good. Solid. I think they're going to stay together. I don't. I think they are going to stay together. That's good. That's important. Yeah, because some of the couples we've covered, I don't think they're going to stay together. 
Yeah, I could see them staying together. I could see them being good parents. Yeah. I like this for them. Yeah. I love that they still went to Italy. I would have been so furious if he took the judgeship yeah. after all that. Yeah. That's true. Good job, guys. You go. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's a juicy, juicy season, and I can say that because we've already recorded five episodes because this coming out super late, and I accidentally, you know, we like to let you guys in on behind the scenes of the podcast. No, we don't. No. No, no, no. Welcome <laughs> to behind the scenes. Behind the scenes is just uh, chaos, so let's keep it on the front end. 